This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the No Name Never Football Show and Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and we are here, the final league game of the 2022-2023 Championship season. Burnley are promoted back to the Premier League at the first time of asking. They've also lifted the title. Getting that trophy at Ewood Park was spectacular and we're never going to forget that. Um, but we are going to sign off in style at home to, with, um, to a home game against Cardiff City. We are going to hopefully get um, the, the trophy. We're hopefully going to celebrate with a win in front of the fans. And we're going to sign off on what is a spectacular season. As you would expect, we have all the stats, all of the information and everything that you need to know ahead of that final game of the season with resident statistician Dave Roberts. We're also, for the final time, going to rate Cardiff City's celebrity fans. Let's go. Dave, we are here, the end of a very long championship season. And as much as we've been a little bit jaded sometimes with back-to-back Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday fixtures and World Cups in the middle. I can't quite believe that we're recording our final preview show of the season. Sad. Yeah, it's, it's hard to be jaded with the season we've had, really. We've only lost three games all season, had such a fantastic uh, run of victories and it's just been great all the way through. So, yeah, it has been a little bit uh, hard work prep, preparing for... Uh, That's what Tuesday. I mean. Yeah, the football we're not jaded with, but certainly the very quick turnaround of podcasts and the yeah. amount of times we've recorded things that have immediately gone out of date has been a challenge this season. But um, we do we do prefer Premier League football anyway, but we also do prefer the uh, schedules, don't we, in the Premier League? Because we get a little bit of time in between them and we get a chance to do it. Um we have got a few housekeeping matters that we'll do before we jump into the show. I think first and foremost, we have um, the final quiz question of the season, um, which we need to give the answer to to our listeners. That was before the Bristol City preview show. And that was, of course, can you name the players who scored the Clarets' final goal of the league season on the last two occasions Burnley won the current championship trophy, which is, of course, known as the Lady. Um, two seasons and you're asking for the final goal scorers of those seasons. Who were they, Dave, please? Two. 
Uh, well, the more recent one, which uh, people are perhaps more likely to remember, 2015-16, uh, we beat Charlton Athletic we down did. at the Valley um, on that uh, memorable day. Uh, Burnley won the match 3-0 and Andre Gray was the final goal scorer he in was. that game. He was the third goal. Um, and then the other one we were looking for, I think one or two people may have been confused by this, but it was actually going back all the way to 1959-60. Oh. It was Trevor... Trevor Meredith, who scored the goal, uh, he uh, scored the winning goal. Burnley won 2-1 at Main Road against Manchester City to win the title. Um, obviously, it was the first division title back then it before was. things changed. Uh, for clarification, when Burnley, yeah, for clarification, when Burnley won the second division title in 1972-73, it was a different trophy. Obviously, the lady was the trophy for the first division. Um, so uh, one or two people did fall into that trap and give us uh, the answer for 72-73, but it wasn't that one. You, I know your game, Dave. You set up these questions to, to open up a little trap for those listeners to fall into. Um, did we get any listeners who got correct answers? Did we get any listeners? No, nobody's tuned in. Uh, did any of our <laughs> listeners get the correct answer? <laughs> just one correct answer that I saw, getting both right. We've got quite, quite a few with just one that did mm -hmm. fall into the trap. Uh, Todd Claret on Twitter got it right, so well done, Andrew. Um, and that was it, I think, just, just that one. Excellent. Well, you aren't setting our listeners a summer quiz. Um, do we have any plans for a summer pop master at all, or are we... Yeah, I don't know. Have we dared we'll broach that with producer Matt yet? No. Okay, well, we're just going to leave this little nugget in here, listeners, for when... Producer Matt comes to do the edit in that we might be asking him if we can do a boatmaster. Let's see. Maybe a scaled down version because that's quite a lot of hard work for you, Dave. I do know this. So, yeah, we'll we'll speak to Papa Bird and we'll sweet talk producer Matt and we'll we'll send Dave some none and never stickers and see what we can do for you this season. Um, okay, well, let's dive in then. For the last time this season, we are, of course, at home. Monday the 8th of May 2023, a 3pm kickoff, Cardiff City, the final fixture of this championship season why don't you kick us off one last time Dave with the championship head-to-head -head. yes this is our 46th and final championship head-to-head -head of the current campaign every week during 2022-23 we've taken a look back at the previous results at this level against every opponent home and away this time there are 17 past matches to review as this is the 18th campaign we spent in the second tier with Cardiff City, after a total of 40 seasons at all four levels. Just one of our previous home games against Cardiff City at this level was prior to the Second World War. That was a 1-0 Burnley win in April 1931, and George Beale scored the only goal. We then have to jump ahead to the 1970s, which gave us six home matches against the Bluebirds in the second division. The early 1970s produced two 3-0 home wins. In October 1971, Frank Casper's penalty was saved, but he put away the rebound and scored another in the second half, along with another from Dave Thomas. And then in October 1972, the Burnley fans at Turf Moor were treated to a hat-trick from Paul Fletcher. Our results in the four matches in the second half of the 70s weren't quite as impressive. Although we won 4-2 in April 1978, with Paul Fletcher on the score sheet once more, the other three matches produced two goalless draws. They were in December 1976 and December 1978, plus a victory for the visitors, who won by a 2-0 scoreline in October 1979 in what was the final match of Harry Potts' second spell as Burnley manager. 
By the time we met again at this level in November 2003, Stan Turnant's Burnley managed a 1-1 draw after Richard Chaplow's opener was cancelled out by an equaliser from Rob Earnshaw. And then in September 2004, Chappie was on the score sheet again for the Clarets, netting the only goal in a 1-0 win for Steve Cottrell's side. In September 2005, the two sides played out a 3-3 draw. A Darren Purse penalty in the 72nd minute looked like being the winning goal for the visitors. But that was until an 89th minute equaliser from James O'Connor enabled Burnley to rescue a point. Burnley won again in April 2007 with goals from Steve Jones and Paul McVeigh. And since then, there have been six further home games against Cardiff City at this level, all of which have been drawn. The first of those from April 2008 is being kept back as our memory match, but the other five were a 2-2 draw in December 2008, in which Burnley took an early lead through Robbie Blake but went 2-1 behind before Stephen Thompson popped up with an equaliser. The last match of the 2010-11 season took place on 7th of May 2011. Jay Rodriguez gave Burnley the lead in the first half, but the visitors managed a 90th-minute equaliser from the current Burnley FC assistant manager. Craig Bellamy. Ah. Really? Yeah. In August 2011, an early goal from Charlie Austin was cancelled out by an equaliser from Rob Earnshaw again. That was in his second spell at the club. And then the match finished 1-1 again. And then in April 2013, Burnley were thankful for a late equaliser from David Edgar to rescue a point in yet another 1-1 draw. The last time we met at Turf Moor at this level, the match finished goalless, and that was in April 2016. So in summary... Burnley have won six, drawn ten, and lost just one of the 17 previous second-tier matches against Cardiff City at Turf Moor. The Clarets have scored 26 goals versus 16 for the Bluebirds. Some good stats in that section, Dave, some good stats. Um, But all good things have to come to an end because we have to move on to everybody's favourite section. Um, A surprising fan favourite from the second half of this season, that is, of course where we rate our opposition's celebrity fans. Um, Dave, this is the final one, so I think on this one we can also probably figure out who won the league. Do we have that information? Do you keep a record of what we scored, everybody? I haven't. I do, but wait, I do, but wait till the end. Okay, fine. I just had a horrible feeling then that I was supposed to have maybe kept some kind of eye on scores and I hadn't and I was about to get myself in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Well, again, for the final time this season, why don't you talk us through, please, who you have put on the shortlist of Cardiff City's most famous celebrity fans. Yes, these are the six people who, and they are all people this week, they'll be glad to hear. Yeah, I was going to say... (laughs) <laughs> who were most closely associated with the Bluebirds, starting with uh, Joe Calzaghi, former boxing world champion. You've heard of him? I have. Gareth have. Thomas. <laughs> it's real. Former, of course I've heard of him. <laughs> Gareth Thomas, former Welsh rugby player, played both codes, rugby union and rugby league. He did. Uh, Jason Mohammed, a TV and radio presenter, including BBC's final score programme. I think he also was Radio 2 on a... I have Sunday. I've done segments on his show before now. There you go. Nice guy. Uh, singer Shaking Stevens, uh, big in the eighties. I, I would definitely wouldn't have put him as still being alive. Not going to lie. Oh, not that old. Oh, is he not? Okay. I think you've got a new single out this week. Actually, it's not. I I Shut up. I think when I was going through, I think I saw things got a new single out. Yes. There you go. Oh, do you know what? I nearly humiliated myself. 
as I tend to do anyway. I was literally about to say, was he the one who sang? And I know for a fact that I was about to go into an Elvis track and I would have just been absolutely crucified. (laughs) Our (laughs) listeners have just been like, Bromley, shut up. Just shut up. So I can't remember. This old house, Green Door. Yes. Did he do a Christmas one? Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. How topical. Yes. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was number four. Uh, fifth on our list uh, is Guto Price, who's the bass guitarist and songwriter with the band Super Furry Animals. Who, oh, believe, okay. believe it or not, they sponsored Cardiff City once in the 19-somethings, going going back a few years. Um, and number six, for sure. Late, might, might have been late 90s, yeah. I think so. Um, and then finally, number six on our list is Neil Kinnock, former politician and Labour Party leader in the 1980s. Wow, that's actually not that bad a list. And extra points, including Bromley points for you, Dave, for actually having real humans in there who are still alive, don't own the clubs, and who have not otherwise bent the rules this this week. So well done you. Um mm-hmm. what did what did the team have to say about that list, please? What was the general feeling amongst the known and ever panel in terms of the score? They were coming in sort of six and a half sevens, I think, were the the sort of the consensus view among the replies I got yeah. from the uh, group chat. Yeah, I think six and a half is low, um, particularly some of the scores we've given for other teams. So I'm going to moderate that up and and give Cardiff City a good old round seven. I agree. Which then brings us on to what's the final? Do we know who's won? Well, what I was going to say was hopefully in the next week or two, we're going to have a recap episode for this feature, which will also include uh, Burnley's most notable celebrity fans. And we're looking for Ah. any. Excellent. Okay, let's do that then. Let's not spoil the surprise then. So, listeners. Um, what we want for you, you can either put a comment on on our social media channels. You can drop us an email at podcast at no, sorry, preview show at knownandever.net, or you can leave a comment in the show notes if you are watching this episode on YouTube. Um, we want your nominations, please, for Burnley's most famous celebrity fans. There's um, quite a few. Yes. Are all of the known and ever panelists on that list? Probably not. We're famous in our own houses. Do we not count? (laughs) (laughs) About the level of our famelessness, but you know what? Never mind. Um, Okay, moving on, moving on. We are, of course, now looking at... You've already teased us, as you tend to do with this feature, which I'm always a big fan of, Dave. What have you picked for this week's memory match? Right, well, Burnley's final home game of the 2007-08 season took place on the 26th of April, 2008 and was against a Cardiff City side, which had recently beaten Barnsley to reach the FA Cup final. Uh, the match is most notable not for any of the goals that were scored, but for an incident that took place in the third minute of stoppage time at the end of the match, and its aftermath, although we'll come to that very soon. Uh, the match took place at 3pm on the Saturday afternoon, and the visitors, managed by Dave Jones, included the likes of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Trevor Sinclair and Aaron Ramsey in their starting eleven, along with future Claret Stephen Thompson. Peter Whittingham was also among their subs. Burnley were managed by Owen Coyle, and he included the attacking threat mm. of Andy Cole, Andy Adiakin Bay, and Robbie Blake in our starting lineup. Graham Alexander scored the opener for Burnley in the first half. In the 54th minute, Andy Cole doubled the lead with a simple tap in. 
But three minutes later, Stephen Jordan was adjudged to have brought down Trevor Sinclair and Joe Ledley put away the resulting spot kick. After 69 minutes, the scores were level after Aaron Ramsey finished with a powerful shot into the roof of the net. With four minutes remaining, Clark Carlisle thought that he'd netted the winner when he headed in following a corner, but he hadn't reckoned on Stephen Thompson, who found the net past Brian Jensen for another late equaliser in the 89th minute. The score remained 3-3, but in stoppage time, Darren Percy's crude challenge on Andy Cole in the centre circle left the Burnley striker with a severe gash on his shin, which required several stitches later. In a match that had not produced any yellow cards, Purse was shown a straight red by referee Andy Hall. And as he made his way off towards the old tunnel in the cricket field stand, Andy Cole, despite his injury, set off to sprint after him, seemingly looking for some instant retribution. Some further light was shed on this by Andy Cole himself in an impromptu post-match press conference. Well, it wasn't as much a conference. He basically stormed into the... uh, press room afterwards and started talking and said, "Um, I ain't going to tell a lie. I went looking for him, but I didn't get to him. The guy was a Muppet and it was one of the worst tackles I've ever had in my career. The bloke can't even play football. He was saying I went high, but if I did, how high did he go? I have 10 stitches at the top of my shin. Looking back at newspapers from the time, the Burnley Express headline was Cole Blast Muppet Show. Astonishingly... (laughs) Astonishingly, the Welsh FA saw things slightly differently and incredibly decided to rescind the red card, which allowed Darren Purse to be available for the FA Cup final at Wembley against Portsmouth, although he didn't start and was an unused sub in a match which the Bluebirds eventually lost 1-0. Gosh, the good old days, Dave. The good old days. You don't necessarily hear those stories anymore, do you? It's, uh, one of the things I love about memory matches is, is that just little nuggets like that that you've just completely forgotten over the years that... All come flooding back. And oh, I've got hiccups at the same time. <laughs> I thought that was some kind of um, like really enthusiastic um, entrance into the next section, but it wasn't this because I just had hiccups. I'm going to leave that in. We're not going to get that taken out because it's, uh, uh, I'll forget to tell Dave. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We think we have um, an opposition view for you here. You know we do like to get the thoughts of our opposition fans. We spoke to a bit of Swaz, who is at SwazPod on Twitter, and that is what this is what they had to say ahead of the game. Guys, welcome to the Swaz podcast, Cardiff City podcast. Um, our season this year has been shambolic, to say the least. 
We have three managers, four managers, including uh, caretaker boss, Dean Whitehead. Um, well, pre-season for us started really well. New identity with Steve Morrison, playing football. Um, fans enjoyed it, but we couldn't score goals. Um, so you had the sack. Um, quite quite a debate between us fans. We weren't too sure if it was the right call because he didn't have too much time with Callum Robinson, who we signed just the end, just at the end of the deadline. Um, then assistant manager Mark Hudson took over. Obviously, club captain, former club cap- captain for us. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite good for him either. Um, some fans were obviously disappointed that he got thrown under the bus, but um, yeah, he didn't last too long. And then obviously Dean Whitehead came in, obviously part of the coaching team, then became a caretaker boss. Uh, didn't do too much either. And then he, and now he slept the club, but in came Sabi Lumucci. Um, had really, he's really, good, really good connection with the fans. Um, he's got a bit of an uplift despite us not obviously having the better results, but we still picked up quite a lot of wins, which at the time was far, far away for us. Um, Hopefully, hopefully he stays now to the end of the season. He put in our former um, player, a legend, Sol Bamba. So it's been a real good connection between the fans and the coaching team at the moment and some big wins, away wins as well. We've been better away from home. Um, home has been quite hostile for the players. Um, so maybe might be a surprise on the weekend. But for next year, hopefully we stay up again. <laughs> and uh, honestly, hopefully... We got um we got a transfer ban again. See, so we got this. We got another two w- windows. Well, we could sign a player for fees. So it looks like it's gonna be more uh, free agents and loan players. So it's gonna be interesting to see who goes and who stays because obviously we brought in a lot of players this summer. Some of them are not good enough. So really interesting. So we're looking forward to the season next season. Really, we have been since the start of early August. But um, you know, all together um. Pretty happy with Lamucci. I want him to stay on. I want Bam to stay on with him. And hopefully he can bring one or two diamonds and one or two free agents, should we say. Um, two or three. And um, we can really kick on next season and obviously play a new way. Uh, Lamucci's had a good good, oh, six, four months with the club. Four to six months. Um, so he's understand some players, some lone players have come back, young, youngsters, which they might have make appearance against you on the weekends. Um, Eli King might be one of them Joel Bain a left back um, but yeah fair play to yourselves give, give a lot of uh, season for yourselves obviously uh, Vincent Kempin obviously Craig Bellamy one of our own um, playing some good football so you deserve to be at the top hopefully we can be there next year not in the league one I'm also going to go for a Cardiff City 1-0 away win on the weekend lad sorry recently our away form has been decent so I'm going to back the boys make some noise away from home maybe to shop your little party at the end of the season and it'd be a 1-0 Car City way win. Referee details then, please, Dave. Which painfully incompetent championship referee we've got to put up with for one final time? Uh, well, for our final match of this memorable season, Matt Donohoe of Sale in Greater Manchester will be the referee on Monday afternoon. His only previous match involving Burnley was our 4-0 home win over Huddersfield Town at Turf Moor in February. I don't recall there being too many issues in that match, which was a comfortable home victory against Neil Wall's Terriers. With Cardiff City having already ensured their safety and Burnley confirming the title at Ewood Park almost two weeks ago, neither team has anything substantive to play for, other than pride, and in Burnley's case, the chance to reach 100 points Mm. if we can secure a victory. 
the Clarets have also scored 95 goals so far this season in all competitions. And so the possibility of a century is also an outside chance, although a slim one. It's not that slim. I think, I think we'd have more chance if Teller was fit. Nathan Teller was going to play. I think we'd have more chance. I don't think we've necessarily been looking as ruthless in front of goal um, in the build-up to that. Um, bearing all that in mind then, Dave, um, it is going to be a show, but um, the champions are going to get to play one final time. Well, for the first time, actually, in front of the home crown since lifting that title at Ewood. Um, lots of players who haven't yet featured are likely to come in. Um, a few other players, possibly loan players, will have an opportunity to shine and, and stay with us next season. I guess it doesn't really matter the outcome. I would like to get to 100 points. I'm pretty sure you would as well. So I think I'm, I'm looking for a home win. Um, did I see somewhere that there's only been five teams in the modern championship that have hit 100? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So we've, obviously there's the Reading one, Leicester, Newcastle, Newcastle Fulham. Fulham. And there's another one. West Brom? Norwich, maybe. I don't know. No, no, it was Norwich. You're right. Well done. Norwich. Yeah. So to be amongst that group of, of teams that are widely considered to be like excellent championship sides, I would like us to get there. Um, I, I wonder what you think he'll do in terms of a team then. I know what I think he'll do. I think he'll start strong um, so that the first team can get a chance to show off in front of Turf more one final time. But I think he'll use all of the substitutions, get a chance for these players to get standing ovations from the home side and then bring on as many of the fringe players as can. I, I think we can expect to see tomorrow, on Sunday, Monday even, uh, Twine, Obafeme, Foster. I think probably all three of the midfielders will come on as well. If he Can't have six subs. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, no, that's six, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, no, I didn't mean that. I met, Obviously, we're not going to bring three on because two of them will start. So the four substitution oh, will be, they'll bring in, whether it's core, core, whoever drops to the bench. We'll, we'll come out. I suspect probably Cullen and Brownell if he doesn't start all three. So what's your view of Vincent Company's tactics? I think he's doing what's best for him. At, at this point of the season, he needs, he's got a, a, a game plan. In terms, he's not just planning for this season; he's planning forward into next season. He needs to know uh, what his players are capable of, and he's had an opportunity, kind of a little bit, this last few games to experiment a little bit. Obviously, he can't experiment too much, but he's been able to uh, try out uh, a few other players that perhaps haven't had as much game time, and that's learning for him as he goes into the summer break and gets ready for for next season. I mean, although he wouldn't mention it at the time. Realistically, Burnley have been planning for the possibility of going up probably since the World Cup break. Yes, um, you, you wouldn't say so at the time, but you know, I behind did. closed. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying they they wouldn't say that. No, um, but yeah, the, the, we we've looked at that in terms. It's, it's it's good in a way because it means that we can kind of hopefully get recruitment in early as well. If we've done our homework, um, we can hopefully look to bring players in early in the window. And then we're not messing around to, towards the the you know when the transfer window closes, when which is usually after the season started, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Ashley Barnes, I'm presuming we give him an opportunity to say goodbye to the fans, and he comes on at some point. Probably starts actually. Yeah, he's got he's got to be involved. It's interesting. I, I tweeted out in the week. It, it actually drawn level with um, uh, your mate uh, Sam Vokes in terms of the most substitute appearances. 
Oh, really? So if, if Ashley's on the bench and comes on, he'll go to 110 and be uh, the all-time most substitute appearances for Burnley. Jay Rodriguez, interestingly, he's on 99. He's in third place. Uh, I was going to say, I do expect Jay to have a little bit of a role to play next season, so I fully expect that if Ashley Barnes does take that title on Monday, it will be superseded next season, I think, by Jay. I think that's going to be pretty clear. Um, uh, score prediction then, please. Uh, I'm going to go for a Burnley win. I couldn't go for anything else. So I'm going to, uh, I'd, I'd like to be confident to go for a 5-0 win, but I can't see it. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. Like another clean, a clean sheet as well would equal the club's clean sheet record as well. Definitely, that would be good. Well, I am going to go into silly season and I am going to go 5-0 um, and get that century of goals in one season. So there you go. There are predictions for this um, upcoming fixture. Listeners, you know the drill, please. We want to hear your score predictions, please. Goal scorers and manner of goals. You know how much we like to read those messages. So keep them coming, please. Dave, one final thing from you, please. You know what I'm going to ask for. Those pockets must be nearly empty now. There must just be one final thing in there. So dig deep and give our listeners your miscellaneous stat of the week. Well, I've had some help with it this week. So I was struggling a little bit. So I do, I do sometimes struggle a little bit for inspiration with all these stats coming through. Um, and this week's stat of the week is actually inspired by a question which was sent in by one of our listeners. Oh, I saw um, this. You may or may not be aware that four Burnley players have reached double figures for goals in the current season. They are Nathan Teller and that's Sorori. And more recently, they were both joined by Benson and Jay Rodriguez. Uh, so Andy Richings had asked us, when was the last time before this season that four different Burnley players reached double figures for goals across all competitions? Unfortunately, yes, I've got that information compiled. <laughs> uh, and you may be surprised to know that the answer is in the John Bond season. So that's 1984. Uh, Burnley scored a total of 94 goals, 76 in the league and 18 in cup competitions. And the four players who reached double figures were Billy Hamilton with 21, Kevin Reeves with 15, Brian Flynn with 12 and Wayne Biggins with 11. Lovely. That was a great question. And uh, of course you had the answer. I was never in doubt. Um, well, we don't have any FPL update from you from Adam this week. I think they're playing the last game tonight as we record on... What day is it? It's Thursday, isn't it? We're recording Thursday night. It's the last um, week of that particular double game week. So we'll bring you some updates from Adam next week. Um, so it just leaves us with um, some information about... Quiz question. So go ahead, fill us in. Well, we mentioned earlier, as this is the last preview show of the season, we won't be setting a quiz question for you this time because it's just too long to, to wait for the answer. However, for anyone who wants to swat up on their Burnley FC knowledge over the summer in readiness for next season's quiz questions, then the Burnley Stats Match Database, which is the basis for most of our quiz questions, as well as several other sections of the preview show, now has even more information than ever before due to all the extra data that's been added over the last 12 months. You can see for yourself at the following link. It is bit.ly forward slash Burnley stats. And the start page now includes thumbnails of 12 of the most visited pages so that you can explore for yourself. Excellent. Good stuff. And as I mentioned at the outset, we'll do a little bit of digging around and see if we can have an appetite for a Porkmaster this summer. Or if not, maybe just a known and never big fat summer quiz. 
to keep you all going yeah. um, while you're on your holidays. That might be something fun too. But we'll do something over the summer. Um, that is all we've got time for. That is it. The final preview show of the 2022-2023 season. Thank you so much, listeners, for being with us along this journey. And as ever, our thanks to um, Dave Statman Roberts. Uh, been with the Non and Never podcast now for some time. He is our absolute MVP in terms of stats and prep. Um, everything you see and hear on the previous show is Dave's own work. He puts a phenomenal amount of effort in, a thankless task and one that none of us make any money from. We do this purely for our love of Burnley Football Club and the heart of the community. Um, Dave, it's an absolute honour to have you part of our podcast and fingers crossed we see you again next season. Um, in the meantime, enjoy everybody who will be at Turf Moor next season. Raise the roof, enjoy the trophy presentation just it's been a phenomenal season and it's one that we probably won't see again for a long time so enjoy every single second and we will be back next week with some post-season analysis we'll be looking at our shortlist of player of the year and um, we're also going to do some alternative end of season known and ever awards which we always do each season so we will be around for a few weeks yet um, and you keep an eye on social media so you can know when those um, come out if you're listening to this via a podcast provider do please hit subscribe and leave us a review it does help with numbers and if you're watching this show if you're more of a visual entertainer you're watching this on our youtube channel please do hit subscribe and like and comment in the sections before everything helps the channel to grow and just gives us an opportunity to do more things next season i've been natalie bromley this has been the known and never podcast and football show until next time the Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the Talk Sport Fan Network. Natalie Bromley is the host and editor, and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts, and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Richard Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby, Adam Dennett, and Robbie Kopak. Our music is provided by George Gaskill, and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonadnever.substack.com. Our thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are, as ever, proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.